Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the E-Mammoth Pod with Mike and Rich talking about pop culture, sports, video games, and a little bit of anime too, right Rich? I bet, just, just a little bit of anime. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I know it's been a little while since we've talked, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think the last time we talked, I had mentioned that I was about to do this whole uh, David Goggins challenge, right? The yes. 4 by 4 by 48 And what's your review? Um, it, it was, it was, it was pretty hard. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm so I, glad I did it. I actually was able to finish it and complete it. I think each leg of the competition ran me about an hour, mm-hmm. which gave me three hours in between to rest. And, um, I mean, I, I did some prep work and, and, and kind of ramped myself up to be ready. And so I'm glad I did because it really helped and I was able to finish and complete and really, wasn't sore for too much like maybe like a day or day and a half i mean and even then it wasn't too bad so i felt like it was a it was a success um now i just want to maybe try and do it again next year and just get a little bit faster but um i'm pretty happy with uh with how it turned out that's awesome well congrats because that's that's a super cool accomplishment yeah how was your week man what have you been up to not much. I think my, well, last time we talked, I was excited for the All-Star weekend. That's right. It was just before the uh, NBA All-Star game. Yeah. It was, it was okay. I'm, I mean, I'm satisfied with it. It was I basically it. the whole All-Star weekend condensed into the, basically the time frame of one All-Star game, which was fine. I mean, I don't, the All-Star game I enjoyed, um, I have like an opinion about the slam dunk contest. Well, first off, um, I do remember what they called. Remember, I was like, hey, they're not going to have the rookie event this year. Yeah. They, that was the Rising Stars Challenge. That's right. That's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we couldn't remember the name for a while, but so they, they didn't have that this year, but um, they still went ahead and I think opened things up with the skill challenge. Skills I thought challenge. That was kind of cool. I mean, skill challenge is always kind of fun to watch. I think it was funny that um, Chris Paul missed the layup again, and he didn't he didn't make it. But interestingly, uh, Sabonis and Vucevic, the two big guys, they're the ones in the finals. So that's a pretty big nod to where the big men are in the NBA, just as skilled, or can be just as skilled as guards in that aspect, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I think uh, to be, to be a big man and be successful in the league today you've got to have like a a good variety of skills Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of uh the most successful centers in the league like man i mean they can shoot from distance and they can they can do a lot more as far as like ball handling so it's pretty cool to see the the evolution of the game yeah it's um the funny the the commentating they were talking about how they're like, what the fuck? Like, why aren't the guards winning? <laughs> it's a skills competition. <laughs> and they were getting on, was it Luca? Because Luca, I think, had a bye. Like, he didn't have to play the first round. I think you're um, right, yeah. And they were getting on Luca because he was just kind of casually, He was, it looked like he was just having a good time. He's like, he, he, you know, all-star game. And they were mad that he wasn't really competing. And Chris Paul missed a layup again. When Shaq promised 10 Gs to his charity if he won. So that's on Chris Paul. Yeah, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> after that was a three-point contest. Um, Mike Connolly almost won. And Mike Connolly was a reserve. 
Devin yeah. Booker was supposed to be there. Um, I think he had an injury or something. Um, but Mike Conley held his own. Steph Curry lit it up the first round. And then I kind of think that he <laughs> he had let it go down to the last shot on purpose. Just because when you watch him shoot, especially when, when he's on, like it was just his birthday yesterday. And he was playing insane. So I think when really good players really want to do something, they'll just do it. And I feel like he just made it dramatic just for fun. Yeah, I think, I mean, my honest opinion is I don't think he did it intentionally, but when you're that good, I don't know. I think it just like comes across like, oh, he planned to do that. Like, (laughs) Did you hear the story they were telling? It's the second time I heard the story about Larry Bird in the three-point contest. And he walked into the locker room and he's like, hey, who's playing for second place? And um, I think that step for like a competition like that, I think Steph could absolutely do that. I think even even on an off day, he'll just have to focus even more on the three-point contest, and he'll just kind of knock him down. Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's really good three-point shooters out there that didn't even compete. Like, I think, wasn't it Buddy Heald that won last year? Buddy Heald won last year. Um, you know, I think, he, yeah, yeah. He could have been in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really glad that Steph won it, but if he didn't, I wouldn't be mad at seeing Mike Connolly win because I, I kind of like that it guy. I feel cool. like he's I feel he's kind of underrated, and I just yeah. think um, I don't know a ton about him, but he always seems like uh, very skilled and like just like a high character kind of kind of guy. Yeah, he's skilled. He's uh, he's ambidextrous. He can actually shoot with either hand if he wanted to, but he's oh, left-handed. Yeah, really skilled. At, uh, Memphis loves him. Uh, he's just a really good guy. So, oh, I'm sorry. He's in Utah now. Memphis loved him, and then he went <laughs> to Utah. And I think Utah loves him as well. But, um, yeah, I think there's there, there were considering certain things when inviting people, like with the slam dunk contest. Um, they use people that weren't in the game. I just think there are factors because of COVID okay, as yeah. to who were who were in the event. But I don't know how they get selected in the first place. I thought they were fan voted. So I'm not sure. Like um, uh, Cassius Stanley, slam dunk yeah. contest. Cassius Stanley eliminated the first round. He was, uh, he's on a two-way contract. So he's on the Pacers, and it's the what are they? What's their team? The Mad Mad Ants, maybe? I don't know. That's the G League team. The G the G League team, but he's barely. I don't think he's really gotten any court time in the NBA, and I think he had the best first round dunk, personally. Um, and the judges scored it so low. Was he the was, first one to go? The very first one to go. I was yeah. pretty bent over it. Yeah, because I think, I mean, he came out the gates really hot. I thought that was a really crazy, really good dunk too. Like that would have been. I, I mean, it could have been worth a ten. And that's kind of the weird thing too, is because you know if that dunk would have been pulled off a little bit later in the event, mm-hmm. that same dunk could have probably got more points, like a higher score. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it could be that they made it look too easy, but. I would have been okay with that rating, but 
the way that they judged the other dunks doesn't it wasn't consistent to me. I think he should have made it to the final round. Um, but what can I say? Um, my sleeper favorite, Anthony Simons. I think if he would have successfully lips to rim when he did the kiss the rim dunk, I think <laughs> I think it should have been a hands down winner. Um, that would have been so dangerous, man. That would have been. No, that's true. You could bust a lip, but I mean, <laughs> that would have been. That would have been he, really cool to see. Yeah, if you could pull that off, that would have gone down in history. But yeah, I don't. I mean, it was it was nice to watch. It was condensed, so I didn't expect much because of how condensed it was, and I got to enjoy it. What I enjoyed the most was the actual game itself. Well, real quick, um, Anthony Simons, he won it, right? He won it. Yeah, he won it. And the thing that I noticed, and we talked about it before about this dunk competition, how sometimes at the very end, they're just going back and forth with the tens and like the fifties, you know, and perfect scores. And you just get dunk after dunk with perfect scores. And we talked about the idea of having like a co-trophy or something, but did you see how they kind of made that change to the voting on the final round? Yeah, that's right. So in the final round, I guess what both of the finalists got to do their dunk judges kind of reserved their votes or whatever till both dunks were complete. And then they held up a sign with the, the name. player's name. What I did like you think that about sign. that? Um, I, I think that should be an overtime solution and not a primary first round solution. I think they should go with the voting um, first. And then if it's a tie, call it sudden death maybe sudden death one more dunk each one each person picks a name yeah yeah i think that's i think that would be the best way to do it that's a good that's a good uh, observation there but i overall i kind of like that idea of just you know going with the name (laughs) yeah versus the the score (laughs) the d wade rule (laughs) (laughs) definitely that was funny yeah that was good and then but yeah onto the game tell us what, what your thoughts on the game um, I like the format of the game. I I said last time, <clears throat> last time we were talking about the target score. Mm-hmm. What I don't remember from last game or last year's All Star game, but what I liked about this one is that each quarter was its own game. That was cool. Yeah. So each quarter they start again at zero, and then they play, and the winner gets to donate to charity, and they kind of tally, you know, who won what quarter. And I think that's a really fun uh, All-Star Weekend format. I like that a lot. And they might have done that last year, too. I can't remember. They might have. But There's a good chance they might have. That was a great format. It was cool. It wasn't as close of a game as we would have liked to have seen. But, you know. LeBron played like five minutes. Well, plus, like, Joel Embiid didn't play. At all? No. No. um, Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons, they didn't get to play because they um their barber where they got their hair cut at before the event had tested positive for covid or he was in contact with somebody so they had a quarantine and they couldn't even participate oh so they weren't even on the court no oh, okay i did hear about that then yeah that's yeah. right that is right but overall i thought it was a cool event i thought it was lots of fun i think like still the nba all-star game is like the best all-star celebration in all of sports i think i i would agree i haven't seen enough baseball i only tune in for baseball for the home run derby as i'm sure a lot of people do mm-hmm. but besides that do they even have a game 
They do. And I think the baseball games, it's fun, but it's different just because the dynamics of the sport, when it comes to basketball, you've got five on five and everybody's touching the ball, you know, everybody's part of the play, like freaking at every moment, pretty much in baseball. It's kind of like, it's a slower game, you know, they should do all-star major league baseball, all-star, but they should play either kickball or dodgeball. That would be an interesting twist. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead, the last option is they play slosh ball. Have you heard of slosh ball? I've heard of that, but what is it? Oh, I don't know what it to, is. It's kickball, but you drink when you play. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't by the time, like if I kick and like we, everyone has a cup of beer. And mm-hmm. when I kick, when it's my turn to go, um, if I get on base, great, but I have to finish my beer before I'm allowed to score home. So if mm-hmm. I'm on third base with half a cup, I got to finish the cup before I try to run home and stuff oh, like boy. that. <laughs> i don't think that could be televised but that'd be pretty funny yeah it's gonna be a fun game to play once this whole covid lockdown's over mm-hmm. i want to oh, i can't yeah i just want to yeah there's a whenever lot. it's over i can't wait to go do something well uh, oh more basketball news you heard about myers leonard getting in trouble myers so leonard. myers leonard he was playing call of duty Warzone. Mm-hmm. Is streaming on Twitch and got caught using a anti-Semitic slur. It was all bad. But um, what are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, coming out of it, I've seen that he was suspended from the team for like a week. Mm-hmm. He was fined $50,000 by the league. I know on Twitch he was suspended. I don't think he got banned, but I, know, I think he was just suspended from Twitch. Yeah, probably I, got a temporary ban. He also lost some endorsements, like some of his sponsors. Um, the ones, there was three of them. There was um, Scuff, Origin PC, and Astro Gaming. Mm-hmm. So they dropped him. And then even FaZe Clan, like FaZe dropped him, but he's not even a FaZe member. But they put out a statement saying that he was no longer associated with them. Uh, he must have been cool with some of the phase people. Yeah, yeah, I think um, something like that. I don't know. I had read an article and there was like, I think a post he had put a while back where he was like wearing a phase jersey and talking about how he was, you know what, actually, I think he's an investor. And I think he still is. But they wanted to cut ties with him. Get it. And okay. I don't know. I mean, it's, um, it's pretty pretty bad what he did now he says he doesn't really he didn't know what the word meant um he was saying i mean he was kind of of like problem isn't it (laughs) that's a huge part of the problem man (laughs) it's like why are you out here saying stuff that's not even know what it means yeah that's not an excuse that's all bad know the words that that come out of your own mouth yeah that was a pretty dumb move it's 100 percent a dumb move it's something that i bet when he he's well, obviously used before, but I bet <clears throat> he comes from, um, I don't know if it, a time where something like that was, even though it's not okay, it was more tolerated, but especially with like the past, it's definitely magnified the past two years, especially because of uh, cancel culture and stuff. And you, you're a public figure. You just got to know some things you can't say. Like you should be, you should be, up with the times enough to know that you things you used to do you can't do anymore it's kind of the same as like a like older movies like white chicks 
or like uh, mm-hmm. whatever other movies from the, that era, which were like funny and popular then. But if they came out now, like those are those wouldn't fly. Lots of movies, dude, from like mm-hmm. the 90s and 2000s and especially before that. But I mean, even as recently as like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there's movies out that were just like yeah. would be so offensive nowadays. I was watching Rush Hour earlier today and I was watching with my coworker and I was like, this would not be okay right now, even though we were laughing, but yeah, seriously, I, I can go on and on about these movies and, and some of them are like great and they're hilarious. Like I was even watching the white chicks. It was on TV the other day and I'm thinking like, Oh, it's on TV. I mean, you're not going to watch it and laugh and stuff, but I mean, some of that stuff, some of that stuff's like too much nowadays. Yeah. Way too much. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to say he's a victim, because it's not okay, but he should have just known better. Well, not only that, but after this comes out, then people start, you know, kind of looking at him sideways and remembering like, cause I didn't know it wasn't on my radar, but apparently last year when the players were kneeling for the anthem, he was standing. Yeah. So they're like, what's up with that? You know? Mm-hmm. And I bet they're going to deep dive that him. I mean, people are just so, like they're going to analyze it pretty critically. And I mean, the guy's an athlete and he's like, you know, making good money. So I think, um, you know, the more you are in the public eye, the more scrutiny you're going to be under. But even if you're not in the public eye, man, you just got to educate yourself. You got to be smart and you got to be aware and just sensitive of other people. Like it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. And uh, Julian Edelman wrote a post uploaded a post kind of an open letter to get dedicated to him um but i don't know do you did julian element do something similar from what you know no not that i know of i think he may have been teammates with somebody that did something dumb in the past i'm trying to remember yeah i mean but i mean what did you think about the whole edelman thing well, I was trying to find out if he's coming from a place for like, hey, man, like I've been there. And because uh, at the end of it, he said that he's in Miami fairly often. He's like, let's do, you know, a Shabbat dinner. Is that Jewish? Is that a Jewish dinner? Yeah. Is Julian Edelman Jewish? I don't think so. Oh, okay. A Shabbat dinner with some friends. I'll show you a fun time. Um, but basically, it's not that long. I'll just read it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> So it says an open letter to Leonard Miles or to Myers Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Change his name to Myers Leonard. So we've never met. I hope we can. I hope we can one day soon. I'm sure you've been getting lots of criticism for what you said. Not trying to add to that. I just want to offer some perspective. I get the sense that you didn't use that word out of hate, more out of ignorance. Most likely you weren't trying to hurt anyone or even profile Jews in your comment. That's what makes it so destructive. When someone intends to be hateful, it's usually met with great resistance. Casual ignorance is harder to combat and has greater reach, especially when you command a great influence. Hate is like a virus. Even accidentally, it can rapidly spread. And then he says, I'm down in Miami fairly often. Let's do a Shabbat dinner with some friends. I'll show you a fun time. So I just think like, Reading that, my perspective on it is like, I just got a lot of love and respect for Julian Edelman for being able to 
put himself out there in a position where he can be understanding and sympathetic. He's not like condoning it. He's, you know, straight up talking about how this was out of ignorance and that, you know, even though he didn't intend it to be hateful, it still, you know, can spread. And I don't know. I think we need a little bit more of this on social media from all these years of just seeing this hate and people attacking each other and just looking for people to slip up just so you can jump on them and attack them. Yeah. Um, we don't often see people extending a hand, reaching out and trying to um, offer some kind of help and support. And I really hope that maybe people are going to see this. Cause I mean, that letter there, I feel like took some leadership and some courage to come out because that's going to put a target on him for a lot of people. Like I'm sure a lot of people threw hate his way because of this, mm-hmm. but overall he's trying to um, help Myers Leonard olive, understand. Is it a tree branch or olive branch? Uh, olive branch. Olive branch. Extend yeah. the olive branch. Yeah. He's trying to so. say, Hey, that wasn't okay. And I know you don't mean, you know, malicious intent, but like, I think maybe he's just trying to, yeah, he's trying to help him kind of understand. Yeah, and he's trying to like educate him and 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 in a way say, hey, this isn't right. I understand what happened, and you know, I want to help you. And I think that's the kind of mentality more people need to have instead of being like, oh, you screwed up, and now you're canceled, yeah. and we don't ever want to talk about you or see you ever again. Like, how about we help people understand and learn a little bit? and see if we can help them grow for that from that because i think that's going to have a longer lasting positive impact i think now that you say that i'm thinking he posted that on instagram to kind of get that i don't know behavior or that uh that mindset kind of to let other people know this is kind of the way we should tackle this kind of thing when it applies obviously some people some people will what i no, I like everything Julian Illiman did, but I don't, or what's unfortunate about Myers Leonard's situation is that there are other people who do the same thing and they will say that they didn't mean it that way when they know the weight that it carries, it just gets really muddy and it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, man, because um, a lot of this racism stuff that we see, whether it's you know, against uh, blacks or Mexicans, a lot of hate going on in the against Asians right now. Yeah. Um, and always like forever, it's been a lot of hate against Jewish people too. So, um, you know, it's all wrong for sure. But I think um, we just see with the internet and with social media, we see so much it's all around. And so I, I, I think that he's trying to attack it in a different way. And maybe as a society, if we get more people to kind of come at it this way, we can actually, yeah, make a positive impact because, you know, at the end of the day, like this whole freaking, when it comes to racism or anti-racism, like it's an ongoing fight that's probably going to be here. I mean, I would love to see it come to an end, but it seems like it's just never ending. Race won't matter eventually, but that's going to be before 
after my lifetime not before it's gonna be after yeah it's gonna be a while man because it's just like dude i can't even imagine like it's still hard for me to believe like this whole i mean i guess it's not hard to believe that there's this you know anti-asian hate going on with all these hate crimes going on yeah i've been seeing you know in the news he's like elderly asian people getting like jumped in the streets it's ridiculous it's just yeah. like something's got to change something needs to change yeah sure speaking of race <laughs> right it's a good segue. a good segue that's a good tell, segue tell us more about <laughs> the race wars you're you're good yeah that's right <laughs> speaking of race oh we've been right, seeing this... a lot of um racism racist elements and and just um a lot of uh war and fighting on attack on titan yeah. season four yeah disclaimer if you haven't seen um episode 72 of attack on titan it's titled children of the forest that's what we're going to cover right now so we'll just catch you next time if you don't want any spoilers otherwise stick around all right yeah so this episode was pretty cool i mean it started off we saw the they showed us a little bit of like a flashback with um this village being gassed and the mm -hmm. gas had some of Zeke's spinal, spinal fluid. fluid. And so that made everybody in the village like freeze up. And the... I already have a question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. How? How do you get your spinal fluid like that? I don't know, man. I think they just had to like especially pull it back, out of a syringe. Especially back then. I know they got syringes, but yeah, I don't know. So that's and that's enough. Okay. I'm done with Zeke spinal fluid questions after this. So that means Zeke found somebody that he trusts to extract spinal fluid because that's whoever yeah. extracted it would be in a position to basically paralyze him if they wanted to, right? I don't know if you can paralyze him because he can I heal himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Know. Yeah, go for it. That's yeah, his spinal fluid, they used it to make gas. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's basically how it started, but the biggest portion of this whole episode went down at that restaurant, right, mm -hmm. where we saw Sasha's parents and the orphans all going to have their big dinner. They went, they saw Niccolo there. Niccolo was, like, happy to see them, but wasn't prepared for him to bring his whole, the whole family, everybody. the whole entourage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, I mean... But he was like, hey, you know what? Pull up a seat. We're going to get you some food. Um, at the same time, Kaya was talking to Gabby and Falco, letting them know that there's some Marlians working there. And we've already talked before about Marlians working in the restaurant, and there was something going on with that. And so yeah. I think later on <laughs> in this episode, you find out exactly what's going on. And while they're talking about that, they seem to actually like kind of all be friends. Even when they, even when they first entered the restaurant, even though Gabby might be putting up like kind of like a just keep being a little fake mm -hmm. when they were kind of accusing her of being was like a country bumpkin or whatever like she for a moment there she seemed like she was kind of like one of their siblings and stuff that was pretty cool yeah I think they're getting starting to get a little bit acclimated but deep yeah. down deep down I mean Gabby's just trying to get the fuck out of there deep deep you know and um Falco I don't know what he's thinking. He's kind of torn. He kind of wants to wait it out and see what happens, I think. Well, there was one moment. What was it? Oh, it probably comes up later. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> shortly after, I think it was uh, Falco who like pretends to be sick and says he has to go to the bathroom. Gabby's like, oh, I'm going to follow him, check on my brother. And that's when they go and talk to Niccolo. Go down to the cellar and con- not confront. Yeah, go talk to Niccolo. <laughs> they just want to talk to him because they're like, hey, you know, we're these Marlian warriors. I think that's what they're called. You know, yeah. and, and, and you know, they think that he's going to be able to help them and they're going to help each other. Mm-hmm. And when he finds out that they're Marlian warriors, he's like starting to think like what the hell are you guys doing here she lets him know that they hopped aboard that ship and then um and he starts yeah. kind of putting two and two together said, did you kill anybody there and that's when falco realized oh shit like like I, this has to do with that girl that got killed but Gabby is just like, oh yeah, I kill, I killed somebody. <laughs> like, yep, that was me. I definitely do. We gonna kill some more later on. Just trust, we gotta stick with the plan. Like, oh, she, she was, was so away. proud about it too. She mm-hmm. was so proud to say like, yeah, I killed her. And Falco was just kind of like, like shut the, like read the room is kind of how Falco was feeling. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Nicolo, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I guess, well. I'll just say Niccolo goes ahead and like just swings with a bottle of wine like he's going to crack Gabby over the head. But he blacked Falco, out with rage, I think. Falco just jumps out in front and just takes the hit for her. Yeah, it takes a bottle to the head. And, bottle breaks. Uh, bottle breaks, wine everywhere. And all over Falco. I'm like, at first, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just wanted to see Gabby get smashed with that bottle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But a second later, Nicola just right starts. Yeah, he he just punches Gabby. I I don't know if he punched her just once or <laughs> multiple times, but oh. but yeah, he uh, he swung at her, and that's when things like man, things were getting so interesting because she doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's like, why is he acting like this? But um. We find out because Niccolo comes out and tells Mr. Braun, I think that's Sasha's dad's name. Sasha's dad, Mr. Braun, yeah. He's like, hey, this is the one that killed your daughter. She's the one that killed Sasha. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, shit. Like, the fuck? She said, she's like, maybe still coming to or something. She said daughter. And then she looked up at the parents and they both look at Gabby uh, a certain way, kind of like horrified mortified maybe is is the right word and then gabby realizes that she's been like chilling with the family of the of the girl that she killed mm-hmm. yeah everything is it starts kind of all these pieces just start falling together it's it was pretty cool to see like all that happen mm-hmm. all at once yeah she uh <clears throat> there was a lot happening it was a lot happening that wasn't too verbal but it was just a, a lot of i kind of felt like i was in that room it was very tense like nikolai nicolo wanted to kill falco and gabby was like no don't kill him and he's like what are you talking about like you killed somebody i love a, a bunch like what's he to you so i <laughs> i thought he was saying what is he to you so i know who i'm killing for you you know is what i thought he was going with that's a good perspective like, on it yeah because like, I, I want you to hurt just like i'm hurting yeah, he was kind of feeling that for sure, man. And um, 
and in the middle of all of it, like, like shit was going down. The, uh, the scouts came in, they saw what was happening. They're like, Holy crap. That's the chick that killed Sasha. And then, um, Niccolo goes to, uh, Mr. Braun and is like, Hey, like wants to give him the knife. Like here, you do it. And, um, I don't remember all the details of what happened, but I know that he took the knife and then he gave this speech about how Sasha was a hunter. And I thought that particular speech right there was pretty amazing. Like it was pretty deep and it was just, was the perfect way to summarize that this cycle of violence and us killing them and then them getting revenge on us and then us getting revenge on them. Like, this is never going to end. Like we got to stop it. So the kids know, so the children can grow up knowing not to like jump into this cycle. Yeah. And they, uh, <clears throat> do they put the knife down or, or handed it to his wife? Right. Cause yeah, he handed it to his wife. And the then wife- for a minute, I thought she was going to stab her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they handed, it, handed it to the wife. Right. And so they, I guess they basically diffuse the whole, the whole situation and then um not diffuse the situation but they they establish hey we're not killing any kids all right this cycle needs to stop we need to he said we need to shoulder the burden so that we stop the cycle is basically what he was saying like it's shitty yeah. that it happened but we need to kind of uh that's the, it's the same thing for commander pixis and uh aaron blowing up Zachary. Zachary. Yeah. Kind of the same thought. Like, this is terrible, but for the bigger picture, we need to kind of eat this mm-hmm. and and just feel it and and move, not move on, but move on. Um, yeah. And then what Mikasa went to go check on Gabby. And then while that was happening, which I completely forgot, while that was happening, um, Kaya. Kaya comes with like a bread knife or something just from around the table and gets really close to just stabbing her straight in the temple uh, but mikasa caught it and they they held her back and she's crying um and then they finally revealed that sasha is the one that saved her and mm-hmm. she was like yeah we i thought we were friends and i hate you da, 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 da. and they hold her back you know they they take the knife away from her <clears throat> and then the parents go to what the prince with the kaya was it sasha's parents with the kaya i think to kind of comfort her and they yeah. turn to gabby and they're like are you okay but whatever's gabby's secret name was uh mia, looked, i think yeah. mia yeah and then she started to look real confused again she's like why are you asking if i'm okay like i killed your daughter and it's just this whole um new thing that's turning in her head where she's she's like why how come you guys don't hate me like she's all tripping like these island devils who are supposed to be the enemy like they don't want to kill me and they kind of asking me if i'm okay yeah. and then this chick kaya who i thought was like the cool eldian who she was kind of like trying to help me out was really trying to kill me this whole time yeah so it's like <clears throat> man you just don't know how to who to trust really and sometimes it's like one of those situations where you know, somebody who you think might be your friend may actually end up being an enemy and other people who are really, you think are your enemy, really, they're not your enemy. So she was just having her mind blown left and right. And you could see it in her eyes and her face. Like it was just so shocking to her. I think for Kaya, 
she seems like someone who can put up with a lot and has like a lot of patience, but there's certain things. And I think she had Sasha on such a pedestal. She, her life's not life's purpose, but the direction she wants to go in life was because the impact Sasha made. So I think finding out that this girl that I like thought I was friends with was actually the one who is the reason why I can't see like one of my favorite people on earth. I get it, I guess. I'm wondering how they're going to get, if and how they're going to get past that. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. And then uh, what happens after that? Is that when they interview Nicolo about the wine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because Nicolo is like, oh, well, wash out his mouth, but it might be too late. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Why, you just like, why? <laughs> why do we need to wash out his mouth? I think he got some wine in his mouth. <clears throat> and she's like, what's wrong with the wine? And then we get the whole reveal that the wine has Zeke's spinal fluid in it. He's like, I think it has Zeke's spinal fluid in it. And uh, they interview him. But basically what happened was it didn't come over... The wine didn't come over with him. It came over with the first uh, troop, the first group of soldiers. He just had a bunch of that wine come over. And he was instructed when he came over to serve it to all that, specifically serve this wine to all the high-ranking officers. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think, oh, so, <clears throat> so what I thought, like I definitely knew something was going on with the wine, obviously, because he's like he was holding the bottle of the other scene like a few episodes ago. He was like, Is yeah, it time to the give whole this time wine? I was thinking it was poisoned, but then we never saw anyone Dude, die. So then yeah. I was just like, okay, I don't know where that went. And that's what was interesting too. So well, before that, then when the scouts first got there and one of the scouts wanted to drink the wine, he took it away from them. He's like, No, like this isn't for you. I thought he was just doing his job to a T because he'll get in trouble, you know. Um, I guess in a sense he is going to get in trouble, right? But no, he just didn't want them to drink that thing that he he knows something's funky with it. Yeah, and he couldn't tell them the truth, so he had to kind of play it off like he was being just racist, like it's yeah. not good enough for you Eldians, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting too. Um, he had because a good choice. This whole time we kind of felt like he was really being sympathetic to the Eldians and he wasn't really, you know, beefing with them at all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just ends up like super secretive racist all of a sudden. Kind of came out of nowhere. But then I think, you know, at the end, we figure out he was only trying to protect them. So, man, what was the name of that episode? Oh, Children, of the, Children Forest. of the Forest. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say this might have been like Deceiver, too, because it was a lot of deception going on with this one. What I thought was interesting about the wine thing that um, who pointed out? Hanji pointed out when they were talking about people that. Um, consume anything with uh, Zeke's spinal fluid in it they seize up was kind of like the little fact that they give so like mm-hmm. that's like an indicator if something's wrong they'll seize up and it was a cool little lie to put in there because everyone drank the wine and just like normal it's like no reaction so no one thought anything of it mm-hmm. and that was such a insane little detail to put yeah it's a tiny little thing like that and I think all of the high-ranking officers at this point probably have drank their share of the wine. Mm-hmm. I wonder. 
Yeah. Oh, and then I don't know if you mentioned it, but we found out that he was instructed to do this by Yelena. She was the mastermind. Oh, yeah, I don't remember if I said that, but yeah, it was Yelena. <clears throat> and so right away, I think it was Hanji who like turns and looks at uh, Onyan Capone. Onyan Caponko. He's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> He's like, why are you always I looking at me? <laughs> I had no idea. I'm just as shocked as you are. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I think they all seem pretty trustworthy, like everybody really, except for Yelena. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But um, you know, there was a couple scenes where we saw like uh, Levi in the forest and, and Zeke. And um I would there was a moment where Levi was talking to somebody. I don't know who they were. There were other like soldiers. There were probably scouts that are under him. Uh, Yeah. And he was kind of reflecting about all the times in the past when he had helped to save Aaron and thinking like, maybe it was all like a waste. Like, why was I, you know, saving Aaron countless times and all, you know, comrades are dying and stuff. And so it really seems like a lot of people are losing hope in Aaron um so it's um man there's so many crazy things that are happening all at once right now yeah it's true um levi looks levi looks kind of pissed he looks stressed out more than pissed he's very stressed man yeah he feels betrayed but i i'm thinking he's in a spot where he still has a little smidgen of faith in aaron and that's the part that stresses him out because he doesn't want to give up hope, even though he kind of thinks he should. Yeah, he doesn't want to believe. I basically that is all for nothing. All that effort was for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. You know, putting all your eggs in the wrong basket, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So that that man's is stressed out. Yeah. Oh, and then we also saw Floke. I think is his name with the Jaegerists. These yeah, are I don't remember Aaron's. Him, Aaron's homies. I just remember him because he gave, um, I think he's the guy that met uh, Aaron on the hill when the sun was setting and he gave him that big cloak jacket thing. Yeah. I think that was the dude, the same guy. They held up and detained everybody. Yep, held up and detained everybody. And we found out because Hanji was like, hey, the wine is poisoned. They're poisoning all the, or not poisoned, but the wine is tainted and they're giving it to all the high-ranking officers. Yeah. His <laughs> the dude is like, he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like don't tell anybody like he, like he already knew so they're like holy shit you already knew this like crazy stuff happening man that oh so and at the same time who walks in the building Aaron yeah, right next door just casually like, walks in so who so Gabby's at the table sitting down he was talking to Armin primarily Armin mm-hmm. about um like she's like, why don't you want to kill me? He's like, I just don't want to kill you. Like, um, he's all you guys talk about is like, kill this, kill that. Like, I don't want to kill you. Like, <laughs> he's stop. like, you sound like someone I know. And then in walks Aaron. <laughs> Aaron walks in. His hands already cut. Um, he, he just sits at the table and his his hands on the tablecloth and it's just like dripping blood. He's like, he's like, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it seems like a threat. Like instead of. Instead of sitting down with a gun, he sit down with his hand open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
<clears throat> and then the episode ends. So something, so we get an action next episode. Do you have a prediction? Well, before we get into predictions, was there anything that unfolded in this episode that you saw coming that you kind of knew was going to happen? Um, in general, general terms, um, I'm only thinking kind of flow of a show or a season. Mm-hmm. I figured Gabby would find out at the dinner that those are Sasha's parents she was staying with. Um, I, I thought she would kind of low-key figure it out, but the parents wouldn't know that she would know. But it was opposite. The, um, what's his name? Nicola was like, your daughter, she killed your daughter. And yeah, it was just like a whole big thing. Yeah, I kind of expected her to figure it out too, but same thing, man. Like I didn't think it was going to be this dramatic and this like, I guess like just in your face with all this action and drama, like just coming to a point right here. Yeah. So it was, it was, didn't happen the way I expected it, but um, I knew she was going to eventually start to figure it out. The other thing I have under stuff that I expected I saw coming we already talked about but was the wine we already knew something was funky with the wine i mm-hmm. thought it was poison i thought it was like a delayed poison <laughs> like like I, I, just making everybody super sick over time but like not very noticeable yeah i didn't know what the deal was um because i thought it was a poison but then when i didn't see anybody die i kind of like thought i i just didn't know what it was so mm-hmm. yeah I, I wasn't too sure about that um but how about like unexpected things anything unexpected that unexpected happened? i didn't expect nicolo to throw hands with the kids that was one thing <laughs> like i i figured at some point he would find out that the kids did it i just didn't think he'd react in that way but i get it especially since he was in the cellar and they were like in the wine or the kitchen they're in the whatever where he was cooking he was by himself with them. The wine bottle happened to be behind him. It was just a, an act of passion, I guess, and, yeah. and rage. And then, For me, uh, uh-huh. I guess I would say the thing that I did not expect was for Kaya to just flip out and then want to kill Gabby. Like, that did just not see that coming. Yep. That was my, sec- that was my second one right there. I kind of forgot. <clears throat> so I watched the episode twice right before she goes and this is just more cinematography shit right before she goes to um to stab gabby there's a scene where it cuts to all the other kids and um kaya's in the foreground and the other three kids in the back i don't remember what kind of face they were it was like a was it a sad face shock maybe because it might have been right after you know um the dad gave that speech about I think that's what it was. But in that tight shot, you don't see Kaya's face. You Mm. only see her from the neck down. And all the other kids you can see. And I was like, oh. And then she comes around with a knife. So she probably had a different face for sure. Mm -hmm. And she's ready. Good observation there, man. I didn't catch that. Well done, Attack on Titan so far. You want to go ahead and jump into predictions for next week then? Um, just general predictions. I think next next episode we're getting action. We're getting like actual fighting. Um, if I don't think Aaron's gonna turn into a Titanus episode, 
But I do think that the Marlins are going to start um, whatever plan they have, that's going to unfold next episode. Whatever plan they have to recover them, I just think Aaron's in the right spot. Falco and Gabby, they're all in that restaurant. In the restaurant, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think <clears throat> I think they're going to go in next episode, try to rescue them. Um, let's go back and forth. Do you have anything? Well, the thing that I think is going to come out next week or on the next episode is... We're going to see Peck again at the mm-hmm. village. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's not the only one there. So I'm interested no to see who else is there. They also mentioned, I think it was um, Zeke talking about, I think it was Zeke and Levi that were talking and they had mentioned that um, they don't have much time. Like they got to, they got to respond quickly mm-hmm. because I think Zeke knows that, the Marlians aren't going to wait. Like they're going to want to attack quickly. I don't know how he knows. Cause I think originally the Marlians were going to wait like six months or something. Oh. Right. But he knows that they want to attack quickly. Okay. Sp- surprise prediction. Okay. What is it? Someone in Marley <clears throat> is a deep spy within their group. <clears throat> Dropping him information. it's either that or he's so advanced in his plan that he knew they would think that he would think they want him to wait but they're actually gonna go early that would be (laughs) insane that might break my brain i kind of hope there's just a secret like double spy or something yeah it's gonna be interesting man it's gonna be crazy because we might see you know zeke flex that power the spinal fluid and yeah and take control uh it's going to be crazy i know we still are expecting to see the rumbling sometime in the next what do we got three episodes till it's over three episodes i think um my last like prediction uh, yeah my last prediction prediction not even prediction prediction um but i think as these last three episodes unfolds it's gonna be the most challenging on gabby like she's gonna super question her just her views on things dude you know what yeah in fact it might come down to a scene where she has to make a decision Mm -hmm. and and she might be faced with the decision if she's going to fight on behalf of marley like she's been doing her whole life or if she's going to start taking the side of these eldians and i man that's gonna be crazy i i think that might happen like it might have to come down to her or it might come down to her and aaron because they're mm-hmm. both, both so similar i think so i think whatever aaron has to say gabby's definitely gonna hear it so um a she probably won't believe him as as well she might be more open to believing him but she's gonna be very resistant of it unless he keeps bringing more facts if falco's there falco will be like yeah i already heard some of this already and so we'll see. We will see. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, man. But I'm excited, I'm excited because every freaking episode is just really well done. Fantastic anime. This, because of this season, it is definitely one of my top animes. Oh, on a side note, I did notice that on Funimation, now there's a few episodes of season four that are available in English. Not just English, but like Spanish too. Like, remember? Uh, and Spanish. I don't think, you, yeah, I, don't think I mentioned it. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it. I don't know about <laughs> on the pod, but we definitely talked about it. Yeah. So I might, when I go watch this again, I might watch it in Spanish just to kind of 
brush up on my Spanish language stuff, but for sure I want to catch it. I want to catch episode. I mean, I want to catch the whole season four in English because I kind of miss my, the voices of the characters I was familiar with. Yeah. But um, I'm excited that a lot of these animes now are getting the Spanish dub. That's cool. I've, I've noticed a lot of like on TikTok, I'll come across, I always end up seeing a lot of Spanish creators, but a lot of them love anime. Just like uh, it took me, okay, I, I, overall, a lot of people love anime. I just didn't like, when I was in high school, I knew like a few like black people that liked anime, but not too many, but I know it was kind of, it was kind of like a thing. I didn't know. It's just it's definitely growing and growing. And I think because there's more options out there, I think, I don't know, when I first got into anime, it seemed to me, and maybe I was wrong, but it just seemed like 90% was like all one kind of style. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wasn't part of quite too. feeling that style. You're right. And so now you get a lot more options, you know, which are still, you know, uh, I don't know, I can go on and on about it. But either way, I'm excited that it's gaining popularity. And I'm excited that there's more variety out there. Yeah. Me too. Can't wait for next season. I cannot wait, man. Next well, episode. next season, next, next episode. episode. <laughs> Final season, next episode. <laughs> well, dude, that's all I got for today, man. It's been a great week. Um, I know we're going to jump into more. Actually, well, I'm not sure exactly what we have in store for next week because Attack on Titan got delayed a week. I think they pushed it back one week. So yeah, we'll, well figure something out. I'm, we, we always got something we'll to play talk about. play by ear. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll definitely get back to it. As long as they make another episode, we're definitely going to get back to it because this is too good not to watch when it comes out. Definitely. Yeah. Anything else? That's it, man. That's it. it. Let's have a great, great rest of the month. We're sitting here in the middle of March. Yeah. Middle of March, the year, the pace of the year started to pick up, it feels like again, as it kind of does. The first few months, always, a few, first few months always feel slow and then it just kind of starts picking up momentum but um as usual if you have any thoughts comments questions we're no experts but you can still ask us you can always email us at uh emammothpod at gmail.com that's e-m-a-m-m-o-t-h-p-o-d at gmail.com that's all we got for this week um if uh what what was i gonna say Oh, I will catch you next week. I'm sorry. I had a complete. <laughs> You're about to do the whole thing over again. I was about to start over. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for being here. We will see you next week. That's been Mike. I've been Rich. This is the e pod. Take care. Bye-bye.